Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you, where repentance starts. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, it says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness and he began preaching his message was repent of your sins and turn to god for the kingdom of heaven is near in matthew chapter 4 17 from that time jesus began to preach saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and luke chapter 5 and 32 it says i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, it says in that same way, I tell you, there's joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Acts chapter two and verse 38, it says, and Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Romans 2, 4. Do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Revelations 3 and 3. Remember then what you receive and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I will come against you. Jeremiah 25 and verse 4 and 5. Again and again. The Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or even paid attention. Each time his message was repent. Each time his message was repent from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. I say all this to say I'm not preaching anything new. I'm just another voice in this generation saying it's time to repent. Welcome to the underground. All right, man. Do me a favor. Take your Cheeto puff fingers, your nutty professor fingers, your big Shirley fingers, and please let me know, chicken nugget fingers, <laughs> fingers, and please let me know if you can hear me good in the comment session, hot Cheetos. <laughs> hey, let me look. I was thinking about this earlier and people be licking their fingers, but I hope they wash their hands. Cause you know, you be touching a whole bunch of stuff. French fries. <laughs> yeah. I got to stop. Come on, man. <laughs> 
Oh, hot Cheeto, French fry fingers. All right, come on. Give me one more. Give me one more so I can uh, remember to say that. Give me one more finger joke. So when I tell people I want to make sure I'm good, give me one more finger one. Come on. Give me one more. I'm going to wait. Mm, yeah. Everybody, participate if you can. If you think of one more finger joke that I can say, you know what I'm saying? Get your big mama lot. Hello, not hot. Hot dog. Okay, uh, I'm not for the play with y'all today, man. I'm not for the play with y'all. Hey, that was a good one though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna keep that one in now. I'm gonna keep that one in. Well, okay, we up in here tonight. Hey, let me give a big shout out to. Uh, oh man, uh, I can't say the name, but I'm gonna just say uh, uh state jail, uh, B block. You know what I'm saying, chicken puff figures. Shout out to the B block. Up in that stage, yeah, I went there today, man. Uh, we had a, a wonderful time, man, studying the word of God, Romans 6. Uh, and uh, I just want y'all to know, y'all a big part of that too, man. You know, when I when God sent me to these prisons, when God sent me to these jails, or when God sent me to these brothers who locked up, man, I want y'all to know y'all come with me. You know, the encouragement y'all give me every Monday, being here with me and just uh, encouraging me and uh, pouring into y'all see. Y'all, y'all make me better coming here. You see what I'm saying? Cause I gotta, I gotta come correct. So man, I just want to uh, appreciate that and for real, appreciate that for real, for real. Uh, shout out to that Ramsey Union also, and uh, keep your head up, homeboys. Better days are coming y'all way for real. Better days are coming y'all way. All right, I'm gonna start off in uh, Matthew chapter 22. And again, if this is your first time at the underground, first of all, I want to say welcome. And second of all, I just want you to know we get into the world around here. This is experience for you. You can just sit back, relax, uh, chill, and just listen to the word of God. And uh, hopefully this is bless your heart, uh, bless your walk and things like that. You know, but Matthew chapter 22. There's a question we got to ask the culture. Questions that we got to ask people. The people that surround you. Some family members that may be around you. Some coworkers that may be around you. Some girlfriends that may be around you. Some boyfriends, some husbands, some wives, some kids. You know, some business partners question you got to ask them is that you know as you go through life and you keep rejecting God in his son in his word the question I got to ask you what do you think is going to happen to you when you die now again I passed out uh Today alone, I passed out almost uh, 20 cards today with the underground link on there. Uh, and also just kept passing out cards out through last week and everything. So when I speak, when the Holy Spirit has me speak on certain topics, the people who are in here live, 
I want you to know it may not even be speaking to you at the moment. You see what I'm saying? If you was here last week, uh, we shared how many downloads that happens on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? And things that happens after this thing goes out. This thing goes out to uh, all across the world. So I want you guys to be in prayer when this word is going out because it's impacting somebody that you probably don't see on, in here right now. There's going to be way more people listening to this. You know, we're going to speak that to existence and, you know, we're just putting the work in so that can happen. So when I ask this type of question, you may be thinking, well, I believe in Jesus, the people, but I'm speaking to people who just clicking on. They need to hear this question. What do you think is going to happen to you if you keep rejecting God's word? His invitation. See, when you have people come up to you, man, woman, and we know that you're busy because the word is going to tell us that. What do you think? that you're going to just get many opportunities. Let's see what the words say in Matthew chapter 22. Jesus also told them other parables. So we're talking about Jesus. Jesus is about to tell the people some parables. He said, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So God is sending his servants, God is sending his children to come invite people to this banquet, come invite people to the kingdom. That means you, you probably go out at your job and you're inviting people. You may go on out to the gym and you're inviting people. You may be at the mall and you're inviting people. You may be on Facebook and you're inviting people to come into the kingdom of God. But they all refuse it. Verse four. So he sent other servants to tell them. I always want you to understand that you're not the only one out here, believers, that's doing the work. God has many prophets, many evangelists, many bishops, many pastors. He has soldiers everywhere. So when you're feeling rejected, when you're feeling like the gospel is not uh, working in your favor or people are rejecting you, people don't want to listen to you, I want you to know there's other servants around the world who's going through that same thing. You are not alone. You're not alone. So be encouraged. And fight the fight, good soldier. So he sent his other servants to tell them, the feast has been prepared. Ain't you happy that you don't have to prepare this thing? Ain't you happy that God has this thing all mapped out for us? All we have to do is be willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you don't mind, when you come into the underground, do you mind putting it on mute, please? Can you put it on mute, please? Thank you very much.
So what we were saying, the feast, ooh, got some more people coming in. <laughs> the feast has already been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed and everything is ready. There's things in your life if you be obedient to God. Let me talk to the believers real quick. If you just be obedient to God, there's things already prepared for you. You're worrying about a lot of little things in your life right now that all it's going to take to change that is obedience. Things are already been prepared for you, son of God, woman of God. He's just waiting on your obedience and your willingness. See, in the world, they teach us to grind and work hard. But in the kingdom, obedience is what brings the blessing. Working 80 and 40 and uh, 100 hours a week is what brings the blessing to the world. Work, 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 work. Stack your paper, stack your paper, stack your paper. That's what the world say brings the blessing. But if you're up under the kingdom, the kingdom of God, obedience, this word that you're going to receive today, God is going to see if your heart is going to be obedient to it. See what I'm saying? So again, it says the bulls and fatting cattle have been killed and everything is ready. Everything is ready for you. Walk in it. Leave who you got to leave to walk in it. Cut off who you got to cut off to walk in it. Disentach yourself to whoever you got to, you know, disentach yourself to, to walk in it. Block whoever you got to block to walk in it. Switch that number up, whoever you got to switch that number up on to walk in it. Get your key back to whoever you need to get your key back to walk in it. But you are missing out on your bank. Let's keep it moving. It says, come to the banquet. But the guests he invited, they ignored him. And they went their own way. So you probably be out there again. You out there telling people, hey, hey, man, check this out. Come to my church. Hey, check this out, man. Have you received Jesus? Hey, check this out, man. You need to come to the uh, Bible study that we're doing. And they ignoring you. You sending verses to people. They act like they ain't read it. Ignoring you. I know that's probably happening to y'all right now. Again, I'm saying this to let you know you're not alone. And they went their own way. One to his form, another to his business. Because everybody business these days. Everybody got something to do. They just too busy for God. When have us humans got so arrogant that we are too busy for God? Meditate on that real quick. Us humans have got so busy for God. He gives us the time, but we take our time and say we too busy for him. If that's you right now, you got to repent of that. And ask God, hey, God, hey, my bad for doing that to you. My bad. Let me start making sure I uh 
set my time and I make you first place. Because it is you who give me the time. You know, somebody thought right now they was going to make it to eight o'clock. As we speak, somebody ain't make it to eight o'clock. They thought they had time to make it to eight o'clock. Somebody right now in the countries, in the states, in the cities that I'm speaking to, somebody in a city, in a state, or in a country thought they was going to make it to eight o'clock. They thought they had time. They assume that they have time. Then we we already know, see, assuming things can get you in a world of mess. Stop assuming that you have time. Stop assuming that you go always have time to get right with God. That's the spirit of entitlement. And this pagan generation, this pagan society teaches us that, that we're entitled to so many things and we're really not. We're really not. Somebody, somebody today said, probably said, oh, I'm going uh, to try to make it to church next Sunday. Somebody, somebody probably said that Sunday. I'm, I'm going to try to get to that Bible study when I can. Somebody probably said that. Feeling entitled. It's, it's an illusion in their mind. Think about this. They really believe. Instead of taking that belief that they have and feeling like they're entitled to time and putting it in faith in Christ Jesus, they take their belief and put it in, I got time. See, this is how I know that we know how to use faith. We just use it in different ways. They have faith and belief that they have more time. But let's keep reading the scriptures. So they went to their, uh, so it says, some of the guests came up to them, hey, can you come? And they said, hey, well, they went to their business. They, they, they worried about their business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. So some of the messengers it said that God sent out or, or is about to send out may get killed. may be persecuted. We in America right now, we don't deal with that. But if you Google, or if you take your YouTube, or if you take your Facebook page, or your Instagram page, and Google some things, there's some believers around the world who's been persecuted for believing just like you believe. You know, it's real like that. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn a town. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready. And the guests I invited on worthy of the honor. The guests that I invited, since they rejected me, I want them to know that they're not worthy of the honor. 
You hear what God's saying? See, I, I just want people to understand and I want the hearts of man to understand. God is not going to be just bugabooing you all the time. When you have the luxury or the opportunity to one of his servants come to present the gospel to you or present his word to you, I want you to uh, pipe down. I'm speaking to the culture. I'm speaking to the spirit of the culture right now. I'm not speaking to a Pacific human. I'm speaking to the spirit of our culture. We on high horses. Ask yourself, when have you gotten so important that you can't stop and listen to the word of God? Let's keep moving and grooving through this word. In verse nine, it says, now go out to the streets, the corners, and invite everyone you see. That's that evangelistic uh, attitude right there. He say, go out to the streets, go out to the corners, go out to Walmart, go out to CVS, go out to Kroger, go out to HEB, go out to the gym. Matter of fact, go to your churches, <laughs> right? Yeah, because some of them need evangelizing in the church too, by the way. Go out to your malls, go to the park, go to your jobs. Everywhere you can go. Hey, let everybody know, hey, I'm really trying to invite you to this banquet. He say, invite everyone you see. I'm not, I'm not scared of, hey, if you reject me, you reject me. But if I see you and the Holy Spirit draw me to you, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I got something that you need. I got what you want. I got what you need. Yeah, like that. I do. I got something that will save your soul. And I'm passionate about this and I got faith in it. You know, like if you was a singer or something, right? Or you had a business that you knew was legit. You had a business that you knew, man, everybody need to hear about this. Everybody need to hear this song. Everybody need to hear this new artist. Well, that's how believers need to feel about this gospel. Hey, let me holler at you real quick, Kenfo. Yeah, let me holler at you real quick. I got some, I, I got something for you. And you and what you gotta do in your own time, practice how you you know what I'm saying, how you go come up to somebody. So when you see it, you're not freezing up. You got to already have that thing ready to pull out. You feel me? You can't freeze up. I want to put encouragement. I want to put boldness in some people right now. Hey, stop freezing up. They got, they, what you got, they need. No questions about it. They need it. I don't care what car they driving. I don't care how they look. I don't care what house they may be standing in. I don't I don't care what kind of job they may got. I don't care how uh beautiful they may look. What you got, 
that human that you are scared to approach, they need it, period. And if they reject it, hey, we already see what God's saying. I just want us to do our part. Make sure you're doing your part, soldier. Let's keep moving and grooving through this world real quick. So the servants brought in everyone they can find, good and bad alike. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. See, a servant brought in good and bad alike. I'm going to say I was in that bad alike, but he brought me in. Appreciate that servant who brought me in. And the banquet hall began to be filled with guests. The banquet hall began to be filled with guests. Hey, no matter what the world is saying, no matter what CNN is saying, no matter what your TV is saying, I want you to know God is saving people every day. His kingdom is being filled with souls every day. The devil ain't doing nothing. He don't got no power like that. God is saving souls every day. Like I said, just came from the prison unit, man. People in jail getting saved and hearing this word every day. Why? Because it's God's word. Period. So verse 11, it says, but when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. He says, friend, he asked. Friend, he asked. So God noticed, oh, somebody ain't, wait a minute. He don't got on the proper clothing. And he had, he came to him, he stepped to him, he said, friend. I told y'all, when you want to approach somebody and when you really about to rebuke them, come to him real cool and smooth like God. Friend. Friend. I'm about to rebuke you. And he said, how is it that you are here without a with without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his uh his aides, bind his hand and feet and throw him to the outer darkness, where there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few have chosen. This man, he got in, but his clothing wasn't right. His wedding clothing wasn't right. Basically, what we're trying to say in this verse right here is Jesus is the way to get into this banquet. Jesus. Even when I say that name and I'm in this closet right now in this studio. I can feel the resistance of the culture. I can feel the atmosphere of that name, Jesus being the only way. When you go to your jobs, when you be around your family, start saying that name, I'm telling you, Jesus, there's a strong resistance in our culture around that name. But the scriptures tell us that if you don't get in by that name, it says you're going to be thrown out into the out of darkness. 
Now, I don't know what that outer darkness may look like and weeping and gnashing of the teeth. I don't even want to find out what that is. See, there are certain things in the Bible. I don't need evidence. I don't need to see if it's real. It just sounds crazy to me. The out of the weeping and gnashing of the teeth. I don't want to experience that. I hate the dentist. I hate when they drill on my teeth. So whatever this weeping and gnashing of the teeth, that must go hurt. So I'm definitely trying, I ain't trying to experience that. Is I'm like, God, is we going to feel the gnashing of the teeth? Like, like we at the dentist? What is all this about, God? I, you know what? Don't worry about it, God. Jesus, I, I got you. I'm accepting. I don't, no, I don't care about Buddha. I don't care about Mufusa. I don't care about Muhuka. I don't care about Indians. I don't care about Indian gods and Daru and Zeus. And I don't care about none of that. Man, but you need to see, bro. You need to find out. You need to check. I, I, I read one verse and it got me. It got me. Yeah, it got me. I'm not trying to get no gnashing of the teeth. I'm good. I'm good on that, dog. And I ain't trying to go to no outer darkness. What is that? What is the outer darkness? That's how, honestly, I can believe sometimes this is how I know people are not reading a word. The level of lack of respect that people have for God. Okay, let me let me give you some. Uh, let me let me take you to Halloween real quick. I'm gonna give you some scary boogeyman verses. Okay, I'm gonna go to Jeremiah chapter 16 and verse five. I just finished up reading Jeremiah. 50, he had 52 chapters. Hey, if you ever want to see a soldier of God, read Jeremiah. If you want to see somebody who was really about their life. And had to really stand against the culture. Cousin Jeremiah was about that business, man. He was about that business. Straight up. Read about your kinfolk. Read about your ancestors. Jeremiah was the truth. Do me a favor, uh, Devon. I appreciate you coming out to the coffee house. Do you mind putting that on mute for me, though? Let me go and do that for you. There you go. Oh, I ain't know I can put you on. Okay, cool. But I appreciate you coming out to the coffee house, a place to hear the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so Jeremiah chapter 16 and 5. Check out this word. This is what the Lord says. It says, do not go to funerals to mourn and show sympathy for these people. For I have removed my protection and peace from them. I have taken away my unfailing love and my mercy. Do you see how scary that is? We scared of recession. See, they trying to make us scared of a recession. They trying to make us scared of Russia and all these other things and these nuclear weapons and all that. Man, I, this is what I'm scared of. Jeremiah 16, 5. What you talking about? I'm talking about God removing his protection from me. I'm talking about God removing his peace from me. That's what's scary to me. Taking away his mercy from me. See, that's what's scary to me. Not, I don't care about not having no friends, not living uh, in no big houses or not having no nice cars or not having a lot of money. Man, that don't scare me. 
You raising gas prices, that don't scare me. You talking about the dollar finna lose its value, that don't scare me. And I'm telling you right now to this pagan nation, the real believers of God, that's not going to move us. Only thing we fear is God. That's the type of soldiers he raising up right now in these last days, cuz. So you demons who sneaking and listening to this right now, because I understand. The Pharisees and the Sadducees went everywhere Jesus went. So I know you up in here and I know you listening now. Hey, you're not moving us right now, man. This is what's scary to us. We're trying to not get God's protection removed from us. We're trying to hear from God. I'm not trying to hear from a philosopher. I'm not trying to hear about what a relationship coach saying. I'm not trying to hear about the latest trend. What is God saying to me? Let me give you another uh, boogeyman verse. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 21 and verse 5. I myself will fight against you with a strong hand and a powerful arm, for I am very angry. You have made me furious. See, that is what I see. I go, I don't want to get in this position where God says, I myself will fight against you. Imagine yourself fighting against God. Somebody, again, who controls your heart. Controls your sight. Controls the ligaments in your body. God say, keep, keep fronting on me. You heard me? God say, keep, keep fronting on me. Then I'm going to fight against you. And then he said, I got a strong hand. Back in the day, this is how you knew somebody had a strong hand. We used to do this thing called slap boxing. And it wasn't that you was really fighting. It was just you was, you know what I'm saying? You'll have an open hand and you'll just slap box. But the way somebody connect with you, you'll see, oh man, they got a strong hand. Ooh, we. You knew if they connect with their hand like that, if they come with that strong arm, oh, it's really gonna put some pain on you. God say, I slap box you with my strong hand at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I send you stress. I send you heartache. You know what I'm saying? I cut, I cut the little things off for you. Yeah, I'm just slap boxing with you. I'm trying to get your attention and let you know I'm serious about these hands of mine. Yeah, see, God just slap boxing with a couple of y'all right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. He just slap boxing with a couple of you. Mm-hmm. He letting you know, okay, get out there in that square then. Since you, want, since you ain't want to listen to me, get out there in that square then. Let me show you what I'm about. You see, extra boy Pharaoh will happen. See, some of y'all got that Pharaoh spirit. God telling y'all to let some things go, and you don't want to let it go. So he said, "Okay, let me send some things to your way then, since you don't want to hear you don't want to hear you, since you don't want to hear my servants, yeah, since you don't want to hear my pastors, since you don't want to listen to my prophets, since you don't want to listen to Auntie Williams, 
you know, she be texting you, Kyle, and you tell my son, you need to go to church. He said, okay, I got you. Hey, it, he said, you have made me furious. How you make, hey, God, you know what I'm saying? See, I be trying to figure, I ain't trying to figure out how to get rich. I'm going to be real with you. I ain't, I ain't trying to figure out how to how to make it in this life. I'm trying to figure out, hey, how can I not get God furious? I ain't trying to get him furious. I'm not trying to get this man. Hey, no, sir. I ain't trying to get you furious, God. So let me know how I need to walk accordingly. Accordingly. Because I'm telling you, you can be up on a high horse so so high, and then I mean, at the blink of an eye, at the blink of an eye, I was uh in Arkansas, you know what I'm saying, and I was uh chilling, just observing things up under the sun, just observing things up under the sun. And we was at this water park, right? Me and the fam, we was at the water park, and it was a uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and you had a diving board. And so it was a couple of young cats out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, when you was young, when you can be able to get on that diving board and, you know, you got your shirt off and they was out, <laughs> they was on a diving board. You know, they was bouncing in the air and, wow, you know, hitting flips and all that. And I was just looking at it because I get it. You feel me? I get it. All the girls is looking at them. But I want y'all to see how fragile we is. So one of the cats, he got on a diving board. He... Boom, boom. He did like three jumps on the diving board, right? And then he just flew off that mug and he did some type of land. And you know, he did like a little basketball move with it. And you, you know, when you see, you see how it goes. <laughs> and so he got out the pool, right? And I already know when you know how you feel. You know when that pride hits you. When that pride hits you, it's it's a it's a different beast, man. That pride a different devil, man. For real, for real. When that pride hits you, you just, you feeling yourself. Have you, matter of fact, some of us, we got to repent because this this last weekend, we probably just feeling that. Right? You just be feeling yourself. So he got out the pool. I know he was feeling himself. No lie, y'all. He got out the pool. He stepped up. And dude, I don't know if he stepped on something, but his he just fell on the ground because I think he had stepped on like a little, he 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 kind of twisted something in his ankle. And I say, look, see, look how fragile we is. <laughs> look how fragile things can just happen in a blink of an eye. He went from being on a diving board, stunned. And as he getting out the pool. I don't, some in his, his foot, like seriously, I mean, dude just hit the ground and they had to come help him up and he started limping and everything. I say, man, look how fragile we are. And so I'm saying that story to get at you, believer, or get at you. You know what I'm saying? I know you having it your way right now. Yeah, I know you, you got the VIP sections locked up. I see you. Yeah, I see you. You having it your way right now. Everything going your way. And I salute you and I hope you enjoying it. But I want you to remember, hey, it's our vanity. And in one moment, 
in one moment, you can be right back to the ground. Do you understand that? We have so many proverbs in the news that we see how somebody can be so high and then one decision, boom. Scandals all over the news, scandals, scandals. They All the money going away, all this going away. Contract went away. These are proverbs for us. They're not meant for us to be messy and talk about it or talk down on these people or look at these people like they are just a disgrace of the earth. No, these are proverbs for us. This is for us to look at and say, wow, look how quick God can humble you. See, I always tell the people that I run with or I always tell people that God put in my life, stay low to the ground. Why? Because when you fall, it's not going to be that far. You see? And when you fall, don't nobody see you. When you up high, when you fall, when you fall, everybody sees it because you was up so high. So believer, for real, take this. And I mean, take this and tell this to your kids and to your kids' kids. Stay low to the ground. So when you fall, because guess what? We're going to fall. It won't be that far. You know what I'm saying? And then you can get up with nobody looking. You feel me? And dust yourself, dust yourself off again. You can dust it off and try again. Just dust yourself off again. And keep on walking. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me see where else we gonna go. Everybody good? Y'all good? Okay. I hope y'all good, man. Let me see where we gonna go. Okay, let's let's let, let's let's holler at the presidents. Yeah, let's talk to some people, man. Let's talk to some leaders, but especially our presidents. You know what I'm saying? The presidents in the future, the presidents now, the kings and the you know all these leaders of the world, who when you get into office, you know, you put your hands on the ark of God. And I, I and, and I'm I'm first of all, let me say again, I, I'm nobody special. I don't have enough money to fight with you leaders and you you uh presidents and kings and rich people. I don't have the money to fight with you people, I don't have the army to fight with you people, I don't have the power, I don't have the influence, I don't have education. I have is God. That's all I got. Being serious with you. But I'm here to warn you guys. Be real careful how you put your hands on God. Be real careful when you're getting sworn into that office. How you putting your hands on the ark of God. That goes out to everybody who finna be sworn into offices. Be careful. I got a story that we go read real quick to let you know how to be careful putting your ark on a God. But I want to do a little background study. Y'all mind? I'm going to do a little background story. I want to tell you about the uh, 
you know, what the ark and all these things, what its symbols and things like that. Just a moment. So go to 2 Samuel chapter 6. Second Samuel chapter six. So when we talk about the ark, we are talking about God had given Moses and Aaron specific instructions about the tent of meeting and the movement of the ark of the covenant. Specific instructions. And so believers, we got to start moving like this, by the way. Specific instructions about what God is telling you to do in your life, He will tell you. Be open to listen. Okay. So it said, after Aaron and his sons have now, this is not Second Samuel 6. I'm I'm just going over some study tips for you guys so we can get a better understanding of what uh Second Samuel 6 is talking about. After Aaron and his son had finished covering the holy furniture and had finished covering uh the holy articles, excuse me. And when the camp was ready to move, the priests are to come to do the carrying, but they must not touch the holy things or they would die. Numbers 4 and 15 says, but they must not touch the holy things lest they would die. He had Pacific people who were supposed to carry the ark. Everybody just couldn't carry the ark. Everybody couldn't just speak about holy things. Like when you go on YouTube these days, everybody's just talking about the word of God. When you get on Instagram these days, everybody has a, a opinion about the holy things of God. Be careful how you're putting your hands on the ark of God. So no matter how innocently it was done, that means no matter if they had good intention, they had good intentions of delivering the word, they have good intentions of starting this ministry, they had good intentions of putting their hand on the Bible and promising things, they had good intentions. But touching the ark without being called to do these things is a direct violation of God's law and it was a result of death. I'm, I'm getting you guys to see, the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to see the seriousness about your God. He wants you to see how serious he is about your life. How serious he is about you doing your purpose what you was called to do, what you was created in your mother's womb for nine months. He protected you for nine months. He watched over you for nine months while you was in the belly of your mother's womb. Why? Because he was serious about the calling of your life. He, he, he got you through the car wrecks. He got you through the hospital beds. He got you through the bad relationship, the abusive relationship. He got you through the diseases. He got you through the AIDS. He got you through the cancer. Why? Because he's serious about your calling. 
This was a means of preserving the sense of God's holiness. That's why he wanted to, he wanted to make sure his people understood how holy he was. There was a certain fear that they, he wanted them to have before they just stepped to him any type of way, before they came to him any type of way. It says there was a certain way you had to draw near him without, without appropriate preparation. Guess what? Hey, he was knocking boys off. Let him try me, try me. Hey, he was catching bodies. Think I'm playing? Hey, like I said, go ahead and read the whole testament. Go ahead and read the whole testament. So we understood. And also when you carried the ark, the priest was to carry this ark on their shoulders. They was to take the poles. They had poles and they was to carry the ark on their shoulders. That's how they were supposed to carry. And not any old body can carry. It had to be priests who were set apart. Who prepared themselves to carry the ark. This is how this was done. Now that I gave you a little background, I gave you a little, you know, study on that. And if you want to study those things, you can read Numbers chapter one through uh, four and also Exodus chapter 25. You can read about those things. But so now let's move to Second Samuel chapter six. And we're going to read this and we're going to see about how your boy David. He was very loose with it. I wanted to read this also because I want you to see that somebody who can be at the God's own heart, how you can start getting loose with things, how you can start treating God holiness like, uh, God know me. He understand. How quickly we can forget about God's holiness. America, how quickly you didn't forgot about God's holiness. Presidents, how quickly you have forgot about God's holiness. Politicians, how quickly you have forgot about God's holiness. See, you get to a certain position and you'll forget. Check it out. Second Samuel chapter six and verse one. Then David again gathered all the elite troops in Israel, 30,000 in all. So we already see your boy David had power. We already see your boy David had influence. We already see David in this culture, he that dude, basically. Yeah, he got 30,000 ready for whenever. Marching at his beat, whenever he says something, 30,000 ready to go out. What you want, David? What's good? Where we going? Yeah, that's that power. That's that type of power to get you clouded up. That's that type of power that gets you so many followers. That's that type of power to get you so many friends with Chris. Yeah, that's that type of power to get you so many DMs. Yeah, because he had it like that. That was your boy David. So he led them to Judah to bring back the Ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies. You see what it bears, right? 
You see what the ark of God is representing, right? It's representing God. David, I know you king right now. I'm talking to somebody in the spirit. I know you got it going on right now. I know God has exalted you right now. I know God has given you power right now. Don't forget how to handle the ark. Don't forget how to move with God. Let's keep moving. Who is enthroned between the cherubim? Verse three, they placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abadab's house. So we already see mistake one. And David see this, by the way. Why are you placing it on a cart? See, if you study and you understood who God was, and you want, I guess you got caught up in your clout, David. I guess you got caught up in your clout, President. Why are you putting the ark on the court? He had Pacific instructions what you were supposed to do when you got in this position. He had Pacific instruction for you when you became a wife. He had Pacific instructions for you when you became that husband. He had Pacific instructions for you when he gave you that raise. Why are you moving differently? Why are you switching up on them? I told you I'm just a voice. I'm speaking to the heart. That's all I'm coming to do. I'm just a voice. I'm nothing special. God just using me to speak to a heart right now. Check it out. Let's keep moving and grooving. So they put the ark on the court. And remember, you were supposed to have it on your shoulders. And first of all, who you who you just got any old body putting the ark, uh, moving the ark. It was supposed to be priest. It was supposed to be set apart priests who was supposed to move this ark. What am I saying? I'm telling you guys, it is so important, not when you're just down to be close with God. See, we're real close to God when we're in those dark seasons and them dark moments. But it is so extra important. I'm telling you, listen to me and please take this with you to your grave. It is the most hardest thing to be with God when you're up. That's when it's hard. That's when we finna really find out what you really made of. So your boy David, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. He just started letting anybody move the cart. And he the king. Let's keep moving and grooving through the word. David and all the people of Israel we're celebrating before the Lord. See, this is what I want us to, uh, what God wants you to see in the spirit too. See, you can be up in church celebrating before the Lord, but you moving uh, uh, wrong before him. They're celebrating. They're clapping. They're dancing. They're singing. They're shouting. But they moving wrong before God. You're moving wrong before God. That's why you got to make sure your heart is before. Make sure your heart is right. Make sure you really listening to God. Because you're shaking and you're clapping and you're dancing and you're crying and out. See, that don't move. Obedience does. 
So yeah, they celebrating before uh, before the Lord. They said they were singing songs. They were singing songs. They had a nice choir. Ooh, that worship was good. Right? That worship was good. Ooh, they anointed, right? But could be moving different before God. And they was playing, it said they was playing all kinds of musical instruments. See, we can get caught up in these things. When we sitting in the crowd, right? But we need to see, I want to see how this priest moving in the holiness of God. This person who preaching to me, I want to see how they preaching. And you can tell if they preaching the holiness of God. Or they moving different now. They didn't switched up. Why? Because they got 30,000 members. Your boy David had 30,000 members. Or they got, they got clouded up. They got a following now. And now they switching up. I'm speaking to you guys now. Everybody who's here now on the live, I'm speaking to you. You're going to get a following soon. Why? Because you're a leader. You're going to have influence in your future. Why? Because you're leaders. You're going to have people coming to you asking how to move with God. Don't switch up. Let's keep moving and grooving. I want us to see this. Way. So verse six. But when they arrived at the threshing flow of Nacken, the, ox, the oxen stumbled and Uzay reached out his hand to steady the ark. Reached good intentions, by the way. But as we read, you, Uzai, you was not supposed to touch the ark, dog. So he had good intentions. He seen the ark stumbling. You know, the ark wouldn't have stumbled if they had it on their shoulders. Let's, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, see, these little decisions that you're making right now, you're making little decisions, but you don't know that it's adding up to your destruction. See, people get mad, or, or, but people may question that. Why God like killed a dude like that? Let me show y'all. Let, let me finish reading this. So he reached out his hand to steady the ark of God. Verse seven, then the Lord God anger was aroused against Uzziah and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzziah died right there beside the ark of God. Right there. Boom, just like that. Remember, we talked about early. See, he thought he probably had time. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back around, God. He thought he had time. He thought he was finna celebrate when they got to uh, Judah. He probably, in his mind, he walking with the king. He like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Everything good for me. We celebrating. You know, we popping bottles. We in the VIP section. We dancing. It's good. 
reached out, put his hands on God's ark the wrong way. So when we read this particular uh, verse in these scriptures, I'm telling you, I've seen uh, comments. People was wondering, man, why God did that? That was kind of harsh. If you study out through it, first of all, we got to look at the leader, David. You had your people moving all type of different ways, man. Leaders. Get your house, your church, your business, your ministries. It is up to you to get these things in order up under the holiness of God. Because if you allow the people to move any kind of way, guess what? That's what they go do. God had anointed David to rule. Uzziah was just following after David, the blind leading the blind at this particular moment. You see what I'm saying? So it's little, little, it's little things that get us off the walk with God. Little basic instructions that you've probably been ignoring God for like the last couple of years about. See, when we see these scandals that happen on our TV screens, we may think, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Do you understand these things happened like years ago? God just had mercy and mercy on these. He was trying, you know, he was calling. He was sending his servants to these people to try to get their attention, but they was too busy celebrating. They was too busy dancing and shouting, too busy being clouded up. If you continue to read through 2 Samuel, I am convinced as I study 2 Samuel this week, this is how Bathsheba started. This is in uh, chapter 6. If you continue to go to chapter 11, this is when he had that affair with Bathsheba. But see, I want y'all to see it started in these little instructions. You give an inch, he took a mile. But it started here. You know, just, just being careless with the holiness of God. It's, it, that's how things start. And so David, he was careless with the ark. He was, uh, uh, it's cool. I'll I let anybody carry. Hey, hey, Kinfo, you can come carry. Yeah, it's all good. I can't even find a priest right now, but it's all good. You can carry your eye. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Yeah, I'm king around here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can carry. You want us to put it on our shoulders, David, or on the ark? Uh, what a pose it? You don't got none? Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Just carry it on the uh, court real quick. Yeah, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? God know me. God know my heart. <laughs> okay. He does know your heart. It's rebellious right now. And a lot of our leaders, you're touching the ark of God with your good intentions and it's going to cost you. It is going to cost innocent people because of your carelessness. 
So presidents of the United States, listen here. There may be some things that you did, signed, I don't know, some things that you promised when you put your ark on, uh, when you put your hand on that Bible. Uh, we all make mistakes, okay? But I'm going to need for the presidents right now and in the future, watch how you put your hand on the ark of God. He's the one who puts you in this position. He gives power to anybody who he wants to give power to. That's what he told Daniel when he did it to Nebuchadnezzar. That's how God, he can give power to whoever he wants to give power to. He can give influence to whoever he wants to give influence to. Be careful how you're putting your hands on the ark of God. All right. You have a whole nation of people who's following you. I will advise you, presidents, to start studying the word of God. Why? Not to have knowledge about the word, but to learn the character of what God you're serving. You're saying when you promise yourself in these office that it's one nation under God. Do you understand what you're saying? Presidents. By the way, I don't care if you're a black president, a white president, a Chinese president, a, a Philippine president, a Mexican president, a woman president, a man president. I don't care what president you are. I'm talking to anybody who's going to take this office and who has it. Do you understand what you're saying? Stop playing with God. Stop playing with God. Presidents of the United States in America, this is what we need to do. Cry out like you're crying out. Cry out for repentance. Cry out like a newborn child. Cry out for repentance. Cry out like you're crying out. Cry out for repentance. Get on your knees, start crying. You heard about other countries or you worried about the dollar or you worried about all this other stuff. Say, man, you need to get on your knees and cry out to God. That's the only thing that's going to save us. And again, I told you, I'm nobody. I don't have anything to come again. I don't I, I can't even fight against you. You can come wipe me out probably right now. But what I do know is that you need to cry for repentance for our country, bro. You politicians, that's what y'all need to do. Cry for repentance for our country. Hey, I appreciate you coming out to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? 
I'm just a voice in the wilderness of America saying repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Everything you wish for, your site traffic.